Welcome, everybody. You are here on the Discover Yourself with Genuine Jeff podcast. Today, we have a dear friend of mine, Cam Richmond, also known as Campaign, here to just shine some wisdom, open up about his life a little bit, what makes him who he is today, his dream, why he's pursuing it. We're going to just have some fun today, shine a little light on just what's going on in Cam's life and what he wants to talk about. And also, we're just going to be having some fun on this beautiful Monday morning. We're going to be getting frisky. We're going to be getting a little weird up in here. So let's just have some fun. Cam, just a little background. Me, I've known Cam probably since I was about 14, 15 in high school. And we've stayed in touch ever since. I mean, it's already when, – when I say that, it kind of it just blows me away because it's been six, seven years now or whatever. Right. Um, and we've just stayed in touch and we've really just been sharing stories and just keeping together about how we can live out our dreams. He's always been pushing me. He was one of the first ones to kind of plant the seed of like manifesting and what that really means. I mean, I know he's got the tattoo. Yeah. He's got the tattoo of it. Manifest right there, baby. Um, but big part of my life. And I, I really believe in the work that he's doing as just a young entrepreneur pursuing music, Video videography with making different music videos and he refers to himself as a creator which I think is very beautiful and I want him to tell a little bit about that uh, yeah so I don't like uh, put myself in a one category I'm not like a first I was just I refer to myself as a rapper um, I like to say I'm a creator within a creation so it doesn't limit limit me to one avenue one lane to travel in um, so like you said uh, I've been diving into other things um, besides music so I'm just branching into videography work um, so far I've just done a little bit of music video work um, I've done some behind-the-scenes videos for my homie Zach Slavin who's a mutual friend of the both of us check them out yeah freaky out. artwork <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy good crazy good God with, with, the, with the paintbrush pencil whatever you put in his hand he'll fucking be careful it. what you give him <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I did some behind the scenes work for him. Um, so that's been going real smoothly, helping out the both both of us help broadcast his uh, his art to the audience more uh, efficiently than you know just some Instagram stories and whatnot. Um, then it's helping me get practice as well. Um, Powerful right there. Is he kind of just sprinkled on a little bit, a little sprinkle on the cupcake of just working with people and seeing how you can help each other. You know, Slavin has some beautiful art and Cam was able to kind of come in and be like, hey, I can help shine some more light on this using my skills, right. um, which I think is a beautiful ability to be self-aware to realize that. Um, so, And it's a great place to start with people, people you're close with, your friends, your homies. Right. So see what you could start combining, combining your crafts around a little bit and make out of it. So the crazy thing about that, too, is like I don't even say I was close to Zach, like. Um, and he'll agree, he'll attest to that. Like, we just were kind of were like acquaintances, but uh, you know, he had talent that I saw that, you know, wasn't being displayed properly. So I knew I could help, you know, shed some light on that. So I just hit him up and said, look, you know, like I'll work, I'll work for free. I was like, I got you. I believe in your art that much that I want to, you know, I just want to do it for free and bring it to light. Um, and then over time, now that we've been kicking and recording, like, He's, he's a dear homie. I really fuck with him. He's a genuine dude. I was genuine with this guy. Right <laughs> um, so that's just really cool, just forming friendships off of creating together and just mixing talents. I, that's really beautiful because I know for me personally, like the road to living out your dream, when you're f trying to figure out what it is you want to do, it's really lonely. 
you know, you're by yourself a lot oh, trying yeah. to figure out. I literally got lone wolf tattooed. <laughs> that's just, that's a journey. And you know, you want immediately, I like that you brought up the point that you and Slavin didn't know each other that well. Cause like for me personally, I know when I started, I wanted everybody to, all my friends to get along with it, but I kind of had to separate and find my own path and your vibe attracts your tribe. Right. You 100%. know, um, I had to live my life by those words. Yeah. Um, but before we start diving too much into what we're doing right now, I want to backtrack a little bit. And I know uh, one thing we wanted to talk about was was your journey out to California. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's a, a big thing that a lot of young people want to do is they want to get out and just travel to California, go to Colorado, just go live in Bali, whatever it is. Um, right. And there's a lot of fears. And I kind of want Cam's going to kind of shine some light on that of, um, you know, what kind of what were your thoughts before you made that move to Cali? What was your state of mind going on? For whatever reason, like back in that time period, I just had like this vision that um, Ohio is very limiting, and it is. There isn't it's a lot of there's not a lot of creatives, you know, as compared to like California or like places like that, you know, New York, Chicago. So I knew I needed, uh, at least at the time, I felt like I needed to go to another city and take my talents elsewhere, and just see what I can get out of it. Um, so it was just kind of that drive just to like get out of Ohio, see what I can do with it. And just like, just like, why not try? You know, I had an opportunity to live out there for six months for free. Um, so I took the opportunity to see what I can make out of it. Did not work as pl- work out as planned, but you know, everything happens for a reason. And I learned to find, you know, the good and the bad that came out of it. Hell yeah. Um, was there any fears you had? going into that like like I, I mean i know there definitely oh, yeah. was but i just oh, kind of yeah. open up to shine to some people out there oh yeah um what maybe some of them might might have been fear of failure is the biggest one just going there because 90 percent of the people i told when i was like moving out to california especially like people that didn't know me well like just people i worked with they're like you're a fucking idiot you're gonna fail you're gonna you're gonna come back and then you're gonna be pissed off you wasted that money or um just like a millions of different things that people would say. Basically, I got more negative feedback than positive. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's what I wanted to do in my heart, and no, no one could stop me. I love it. I love it. What was probably some, uh, some of the biggest takeaways you had from that, from that experience being out in California? Um, especially California specifically. Like, I feel like you shouldn't be living out there unless you're able to make a living off of something that doesn't require you to work more than 40 hours and even that like i feel like you should if you're making enough money to where you only have to work like a part-time job like 20 hours a week out there then then you're good but to get the, to get the most out of california you need to have a lot of free time and you need to be able to network experience and be it out and about like i was basically just working just to say i lived in california and like that was cool and all but i, I knew i was wow. missing out i wasn't getting the most out of it i was just you know slaving away at two jobs just you know barely getting by even without having to pay rent that shit will tear your bank account up so i think that's a really good point because we want to move to these lavish places but it's like we go there but are we going to be able to enjoy it experience it you know yeah don't move there unless you're able to enjoy it unless you want something going for yourself where you have like um you have a you know a side hustle that brings in money so you don't have to rely on you know working two jobs to pay the bills or whatever yeah, definitely. Just hang out, hang out a little longer where you are. Don't right, don't take your time, patience. There, we're so we're so young. 
we are so young in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. It's comical. Yeah. It's like we want to just run out of the nest, but it's like first quarter hasn't even ended yet. Like straight <laughs> up. Like, yeah. yeah. How old are you, Cam? How old are you? Twenty five. Twenty five. That's yeah. Yeah. We still have a quarter whole. of a century, but like still like. It's a sliver, a sliver. And that's like something I've had a really hard time coming to grasp with like just my age. There's so many rappers out there or just anyone in general that kids are making million dollars before they can even buy alcohol legally. Um, so that's it's just wild. Like, it's hard to like keep, you know, keep that perspective. Like, is this, is this right? Am I still, should I still be traveling on this path? You know, like, you know, am I getting too old? Should I, you know, should I conform? How do you keep yourself in check? Because I think that's a really powerful, like comparison is a disease. I think if we don't go about it in a healthy way. Um, One thing I've definitely been trying to do, which has been working out well for me, is just cutting off social media. I'll have my splurges where I definitely like, you know, definitely like at least an hour a day. I'll probably just go and just consume bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Just some funny little memers. Yeah, memes, (laughs) stupid videos. My friends send me shit like that. But like overall, I try, I I started, I had like notifications on for my Instagram. My best friend actually told me he did it. And I was like, I don't know why the fuck I don't do that. I'm not saying I even get a lot, but just like. I would have like for like my favorite artist, I would have like no po- like post notifications specifically for them. So every time like one of my favorite rappers would post, I'd get like they just posted a story, they just posted a video, posted a picture. So I'd like see that, and I'd, it would just like entice me to always view. So I definitely cut off social media, um, and just like just in general, I just like I just stopped comparing myself. Like everyone's on their own path, like. You can't compare yours to anyone else's because no one else is living in the exact same situation that you're in. I'm an apple, Cam's an orange. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be right to try to compare us. <laughs> right, you know, like I don't know. It's just you just got to come to terms with like you, you're in your own shit, and it's like no one else can really um, compare themselves fully to you or put themselves directly in your shoes. So you just got to take it for what it is, roll with the punches, and just move on. Yeah. You know, I like to tell people in myself, remind myself most importantly as well is, you know, if I'm going to compare myself to somebody, I'll compare myself to who I was yesterday, mm-hmm. my previous version. That's the best comparison to look at yourself at. I was just um, talking with my photographer friend, Thomas Chimney. Shout out to him. Um, we're about to do this photo shoot where it's inspired by uh, something I like to say, like you have to, every day I kill myself. And I mean that from a perspective, like every day the man I was like, yesterday i killed that person because i'm a whole new person today i you know just take every day and absorb take everything you learn and you know think about yourself or other people just you know it's constantly just evolve and take just what keep you shedding yeah just shed we're a, freaking yeah. snakes bro yeah, shed, a layer, <laughs> shed a layer and you know start off fresh i'm so. slithering through the jungle this morning and i'm shedding it i'm shedding baby i like that yeah so i like that um, I know one of the things we got here on one of the topics is being comfortable in our own skin. And I think this, this really yep. ties in with comparing ourselves to other people. And it's one of the reasons why I made my name genuine Jeff, because I just want to be comfortable with who I am in my own skin, not have anxiety for just wanting to be myself. Right. Um, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. Die, let's dive into it. Um, when did you kind of reach that point of like, I am sick of being a captive and a slave to you know just that kind of social the social pressures and that social anxiety of trying to fit in like when did you just kind of start saying i'm 
I can't do this. Like it's too. It was felt like it was strangling you. Um, that's a good. That's a good fucking question. Um, <laughs> like when I just decided to say like just be my most genuine self, basically. Like yeah, like saying? when you when you just started. Yeah, yeah. When you want to just start being the authentic you. Um, I want to say like even within this last year, like if I'm gonna be completely honest with myself. Um, I've definitely had like stages where it's like I've gotten a little more genuine, but I say within this last year after I went to California and came back, I feel like since I've came back, I've, I've, I feel like a whole new person because I just gained so much perspective out of that experience. Um, and just how to like, just go further from here to, you know, progress myself. I just feel like this year is when I'm just now really like fully getting started. Like I've just been toying with the idea of getting started, but I haven't been really making any moves to like put those pieces into motion. Um, but like I said, th since I've gotten back from California, I started, I picked up my camera that I had just collecting dust and I put that to use. So I've been doing pictures, videos, I'm branching into cover art. Like I'm just learning all this new shit that I didn't even know that I could do. It's just like, I'm just trying, like why the fuck not? If I can do it myself, like, you know, why would I rely on someone else or pay someone else to do it? I love that. Um, it's just something that I've been taught as from a child. It's something my father's instilled on me from the beginning. And it's such a powerful thing when you can just kind <coughs> of excuses don't become as relevant when you take start taking things into your own hands like that, like cutting out the BS, the extra, you know, I can't do this unless I have this person who has these skills. It's like. You got yourself, baby. Right, just maybe with what you got. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. My camera could use some upgrades. Um, yeah, I'm already talking to my homie about that. Like, yo, pretty soon next year we're going to have to you know, replace everything and upgrade. But it's like, yeah, I could make that excuse that my camera's not up to par. But it's like, all right, then then you're not going to put out a video for another year until you can get three. It's like the next camera I want to buy is like $3,000 <laughs> just for the camera, like not even a single lens. So it's like. All right, then I'm not I'm not gonna make videos for the next year. So it's like, all right, or you could just gratitude. Stop being a bitch. You gotta don't be make grateful. Any excuses, you know, just make do with what you got. When you have the money to get a new camera, you will. So you know, for as many everything as everything happens in due time. So damn true, so damn true. And I I can relate to that a lot. Like I used to stop myself from making videos because I'm like, oh, I don't have a mic, I don't have this, and it's like, you know. When your attitude is gratitude, baby, <laughs> when your attitude is gratitude, yeah. your life will change yeah. because for as many excuses as we can find, we can find opportunities, right. you know, oh, this doesn't work. I don't have this. I don't have this. Challenge yourself with this question. What do you have? You right. know, everyone likes to focus on what they don't have and not like what, you know, it's something so corny and cheesy, but not everyone lives by it. And it's just that cliches. I was going to make a little another video for my YouTube channel. This is about cliches. Like if, if we actually lived out some of these little cliches in life, right. Our lives would be drastically better. Love thy neighbor. Like, uh, treat others as you want to be treated like these little cliches. But if we actually did them, Oh my God. Right. That's why I like oh cliches because we have to keep <laughs> repeating it because you guys are a bunch of dumbasses and don't want to do it. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Um, credit. Yeah. I mean, attitude is like the hardest thing. I feel like treating others, treating others with respect, like love that neighbor. Like people do that, but they do like fakely. But you can't fake being like genuine or like having gratitude with yourself, because you can call yourself out in your own bullshit. So you can't fake that. 
And I think that's a really good point. Calling yourself out on your own bullshit. We all have two little voices in our head. The one that's like, we got that honest John in the in the right corner. <laughs> and then in the, in the left corner, you got the lion Larry that's just going to try to wheel you and deal you out of situations. And we got to tap into the honest John. We right. got we to gotta listen to him, even though he's going to give you a, a, a tough pill to swallow sometimes. We got to take it. Yep. We got to take that down. Our, our lives will change. We'll become just more fucking beautiful human right. beings, baby. No, when you learn to call yourself out and just be truly like honest and real with yourself, that's when shit starts changing because no one else is going to do more for yourself than you. So yeah. you just got to be able to like look yourself in the mirror from like a, you know, a broad perspective, like, you know, shit on yourself, but you know, don't like, don't degrade yourself. Be objective. Be objective. Your, call yourself that, you know, if you've been a lazy piece of shit and you've been watching Netflix too much, fucking tell yourself that. Like, and, you know, like, self love. Yeah. So, yeah. Love like, yourself so much that you want to call yourself out on your bullshit because you want to take care of yourself that much. And I think that's powerful because I was listening to a speaker and he was like, even saying about self love, he's like, I think a lot of the times we have the wrong idea of like, we have to love ourselves for everything about us, flaws and all. It's like, just because you love yourself and you accept yourself doesn't mean you have to settle for yourself. Right. You know, you love yourself and say, I'm going to take take the the yin with the yang, the ups with the downs within myself, but I'm not going to be settled about this. Right. Like, well, this is not going to become the norm. We're going to still upgrade, baby. Right. But in order to level get yourself to, to level up like a freaking, I don't know, some little Mario video game will say, like Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> I just ate my magic mushrooms and I'm growing, baby. Um yeah oh, lost the train of thought we're growing we're growing to it um that's really powerful though and when you can take this attitude when we can take these attitudes and travel you know one of the next things we want to hit is into the unknown the unknown yep. and cam i think with your experience going out to cali not really knowing what to expect out of that putting a lot on the line um I know you, you've even, you dropped out of college too to pursue what you love and really just go all in. Um, that's a lot of unknown ambiguity there that a lot of people might be on the fence. Maybe you're listening right now and you're like in college and you're like, I don't know if this is the right thing for me. Or you're about to go in college and you're like, I don't know if this is the right thing, whatever. Right. Um, Cam, shine a little light on kind of how you navigated into those kind of unknown situations. Um, what was your thought process kind of what was going on there right um so yeah i forgot to touch base on that so i'm glad you brought that point back up because dropping out of college is definitely even more hard i actually know that was way easier it was just more or less like telling my family and shit i knew it was the right decision for me but everyone in my family of course they wanted me to stay in college that's the hardest part um, is telling them it took even just for a while for my family to take me seriously like musically as an artist um I had to take years and years of just grinding out and more or less just showing that I'm, I was serious about it because I'm, I'm one of those – I was one of those kids that, like, I picked up a bunch of different things, said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I was like, yeah, 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 like, we'll see what you're doing next week, you know. Um, so that was really hard to just tell everyone that, um, you know, I don't want to go to college, not from be, uh, the perspective of myself, but just from them. Um you go. Just paused. Now it's going. Clap again. Bang. I heard now we're going to have to. Oh, shit. My bad. Clap again. 
<laughs> All right, little technical difficulties. We're rolling. We're gonna we're gonna take that question from the top. So, you know, you traveled out to Cali. You also dropped out of college in your in your life so far, and there's a lot of unknown and ambiguity within these two decisions. And I think this is, this is a very great topic for us to dive into because a lot of the people listening, maybe you're in college right now, you're not sure if this is the thing for you and you have some hesitancies about dropping out. What are you gonna tell your parents? What are you gonna tell your friends when you tell them, yeah. hey, this is what I actually wanna do and it's not this four year degree. Like, like that's a lot, that's really, that's a why, I couldn't even imagine what that was like to go through. Kind of. Take take the audience through like your thought process of how you navigated that unknown situation. That's a that's a beast of a situation. Both right. Cali and you know dropping out of college as well. Um. So yeah, both of those decisions I low key got shitted on. <laughs> both no one really had my back. I mean, definitely like the close homies did. They completely understood for college. I'll start off with the college ones. Like for college, definitely the homies understood. It was without a doubt. It was like, why didn't you do it sooner? Um. But I always got pressure um, from my father to keep going back to college because that was just something he wanted to instill on me. So I just grew up in an environment where college just seemed like the route you had to take, you know, as you know, it's for most of us. Um, so I had to go against the grain when it came to dropping out. I've tried to do it multiple times and my dad's talked me out of it twice. And this was the third time, so I was like, I'm not giving him an option to talk me out of this. I just dropped out, and I was so I didn't ask him, like, hey, like, I want to drop out. Like, what do you think about this? It was like, no, I dropped out. I'm wow. telling you, I'm done with school. Like, I wasn't giving him an option to change my mind anymore because I knew it was just Powerful time right and there. money. Like, it was just bullshit, like, to feel pressure to go to school just because you, your parents make you feel like a piece of shit if you don't go. Like, if... Like, you, like, I don't give a fuck about a book. Like, life's my teacher. Like, straight up. Straight like, I'm up. I'm not de downgrading degrees. Like, for some people, yeah, you have to go to school for that. If you want to be a nurse, fuck yeah, you got to go to nursing school. But, like, my videographer uh, professors would, like, I get to a point where I would, like, I would, I would evolve past what they were teaching. I would, like, how do I do this for this effect and that for this? And they would, like, just YouTube it and figure it out yourself. Like, I'm paying 10 grand a semester to be told to figure it out myself. Like, why the fuck am I here? And I would tell my dad that. He'd be like, you know, just ride it out. You know, like, things will get better. And I kept riding it out. And after, like, two years of doing it, I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I just want to figure it out on my own. Like, pursue music full time. And at that point, I just completely stopped doing video and all I around. Ah. never done this anywho we're just gonna keep rolling with it um, what I wanted to say with that is so coming off of that I think it's important to, to realize because our parents you know we think it's because they don't like us they don't want to support us but they really cram college because they truly believe in their mind that it is the best thing for us right you know so that's why I think having these conversations with our parents it's very difficult. It's not easy because it's like your love for what you want to do 
versus their love for them trying to make sure that you end up in a good place in the future. But that's such an unrealistic thing to try to control. Right. Because, I mean, think about it. You're trying to control another person's life. And I get it's a family member so that we have a lot of buy-in with these situations. But it's like, think how hard it is sometimes just to keep ropes and a tame on yourself, let alone, let alone another person. Right. Um, and at some point, we just got to, we got to, even though they're, they're close loved ones of ours, we got to keep our own best interest in mind. Right. Like you said, you knew, you knew that you needed to drop out of college. You knew it, and you needed to do it. Right. Um, I think that's just a powerful awareness to be able to have, and it's definitely not an easy thing to do. Um, no, I, I, I low-key, uh, I, I, lo I lost my father because of that decision. He was not about it. He basically told me that he thought I would be a failure or that I was a failure for doing it. And that, like, basically, like, just to keep it in the simple, broadest terms, because it's a very uh, touching subject, like, he just basically said, I don't believe in you musically. I don't think you're going to do anything with your life. You're, you know, you're a failure. You're going to be a failure. You're going to come back to me crawling for me to, you know, bail you out, you know, move you back in the house, yada, yada, yada. Oh, uh, no, you're a dumbass. Like, I don't approve of this. I'll never be proud of you as long as you pursue music. So then, you know, it, that obviously was not a fun thing to hear. It was like a three-hour conversation. But at the end of it, I was just like, yeah, so this is that. This is the last time you're going to hear from me. I'm changing my number. That's that. And I just cut him off, like, and just nipped it right in the butt. Like, someone doesn't have your back, dude. Fuck it. Cut him off. Doesn't matter who it is. And... It's the hardest. It's the hardest it's hard. thing I've ever had to do. It's hard, especially when it's family yeah, like that. Yeah, no, but I feel. Uh, yeah, no, it definitely still hits a touching subject. Um, you know, I have my moments, but overall, I just, I have. He was just a negative energy that was always weighing on me, always making me feel like a failure because I wanted to do something that he didn't want me to do. So uh, I can't. I know I couldn't live with that. Like it was. It's better to deal with the pain than to constantly have it thrown in my face that my father doesn't approve of me like i'd rather just kind of like you know cut him off like there's no way i could forget about him but you know like he's just not always laying down on me like reminding me that he doesn't fuck with me basically yeah and it's like like will smith says it best i love it just simple to the point are are people pissing on your fire they fanning your flames mm -hmm. and it just comes down it comes down to that in life and I know one thing me and Cam talked about we wanted to dive into was the people you surround yourself with, quality over quantity of people. You know, I know me personally, I was growing up, little kid, having a birthday party. I'm going to have 40 kids over my house. I'm going to invite every different social group. I'm going to make everybody happy. People pleaser Peter over here was the game, and I was playing it. Um, and it became taxing. And I can honestly say now in my life I have – a handful of close people that I can call on at any time, and they are yeah. they are my homies. Like we day ones, day ones, we fuel each other. Um, and when we have conversations about each other's dreams, a that's how you know your homies is you're having conversations about your dreams. You're not just talking about the booze cruises, the Browns, whatever. You're actively talking about your lives, like we're doing here. Right. Um, and I just know one of the greatest things I did, which was hard, was I had when I started moving towards my dream is those people who we think are our really close friends start to fizzle out, you know, and you're put and it's your right. real friends will stick through and yep. they will test you because they're going to see, are you serious about what you're doing? Like when I started making videos, my friends were kind of geeking out like, what, what is Jeff doing? But once they saw I was consistent and I cared, they're like, okay, 
I'm into this. Yeah, Jeff's into I, it. I cannot attest to that more. Hundred uh, percent. That's how my friends were when I started making. How music. how was that process for you? A little bit. It was it was horrible. Um, I sucked I sucked so bad when I first started rapping, and now I can like say that with a smile on my face because <laughs> now I'm like I'm so fucking proud of where I've gotten to musically. Like I just I'm not saying I'm the shit, but I feel like I am because in my because I know where I came from. So. It's not in like cockiness, it's more just confidence. But yeah, starting off, I I was horrible at rapping. My best friend Zach, um, he was born with the gift of being able to rap, like just straight from the jump. That dude always was beautiful, just sauce up a verse, like no big deal. And even to this day, like when I write with him, like he pushes me. Like the last time we wrote, we wrote like three songs in one night. We had our two homies over, um, shout out Groovy Hooby and Go Ham. Uh, we made two beats or three beats. We wrote to two of them um, and like wrote a hook for like a third one. But like at the end of the night, we made three beats with our homies. We wrote two full songs and one that's like halfway done. Um, the last time before that, we wrote like five songs. Like um, we, we did like a 30 day challenge um, where he, he basically said, let's write a verse a day for 30 days. Wow. So, like, he, he pushes me a lot musically, and he's always been the one to push me because I started off rapping for fun, and I basically wanted to pursue rap seriously when I saw the reaction he was getting from people. And, well, like, you know, just even listening to him myself, I was like, yo, this motherfucker kills it. Like, he's going hard. Like, I want I want to have that feeling. And that's kind of how that shit manifested. Um, and it's crazy now to this day, like, you know, he's still by my side. We're riding it out, like, taking this shit seriously, going going all in on it. Um, it's how it's got to be. But I had to teach myself, like, day by day. Like, I literally fell off. I made my first mixtape, and I got shitted on. I fell off for, like, four, maybe even five years. I didn't put out any songs at all. I just stayed in my apartment by myself, got high as fuck, listened to a bunch of beats, just Try different flows, different rhyme schemes, like anything and everything. Just studied music, listened to all my favorite artists and listened to them, listened to my music. It's like, what what can I do to improve? You know, where can I take inspiration from this um, so I can keep evolving? And now I'm at the point where my friends are like happy. They're like, yo, I don't know how, oh, how you did it, but like, I'm so happy you never, you never gave up. You just wrote it out and like, you know, like they're, they're real proud of where I'm at and it's really dope to feel that love now because back in the day like I know they wouldn't say it to my face but I'm sure they didn't like not talk shit but they're like yo like Cam sucks there's a like, little suspect they're a little yeah. suspect they're they're like, like you know like maybe you know like maybe he should think about quit you know like quitting his rap career you know um and I think what our even our close friends don't always see is is when you're going <clears throat> on this path of pursuing your dream living just living out your dream every day is you dance in the dark a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, back to the lone wolf we were talking about earlier, you dance in the dark, and you got to learn to have fun dancing in the dark. Oh, yeah. Lots of late nights by myself in the apartment, just like all up in my own head. That's where you find yourself the most. Yep. You know, if you want to find yourself, you I think... Your, you got to lose your mind before you find your mind. Yeah, you got to yeah. get lost in this thing. We think we know all the corners, but you got to turn the lights on in those dark corners you don't want to really dance in and see what's going on and make... And, and just face what's going on in those corners, those fears, those anxieties, those insecurities, because they're 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 running the show, even though they're hiding in the dark. Right. You just got to get comfortable with yourself in every aspect, the flaws and whatever, you, you know, whatever you're happy with and whatever you you know don't like about yourself. Because if you don't, that's the one thing I struggle with. But I think nobody really fucked with my music back then is I didn't have like 
I didn't have a purpose. Like, I was just aimlessly making music just because my friends did it. But then one day, yep. my friend sat me down and was like, what are you trying to do with your music? And I'm like, you know, I want to inspire other people. I want them to live more positively. Like, I just want to spread good vibes, make people feel good, you know, just make good music. And he's like, well, then do it. Like, you're, you know, all your music, you're sounding like, uh, basically, I was sounding like a white Wiz Khalifa. I was just making a bunch of weed music. Um just talking about smoking weed all the time like just a bunch of bullshit and i was like and he's like you need to dive in deeper and you know like you know what what's the message you're trying to get across what's the why yeah what's the why so you just got to solidify that and get as you know as comfortable as you can with your insecurities and your flaws be your most true self because no one will love you if you don't love yourself would you say that's what your why is? Like that wanting to make music that just inspires and connects with other people? Like what would you say really like your why is like for getting out of bed in the morning? Like when you wake up and it's those hard days, it's cold, it's you don't want to get up, it's the last thing going through your head. But what are what are some like real deep down, if you don't mind sharing, some real ingrained uh, just whys that you have that get you into action? Um, there's a lot of them. Um, but like an overall why for like getting through a shitty day is like, you know, not the end road, but just getting to the point where I hit the peak, not even the peak, but I, you know, I get to that point in my life where it's like, I'm, I'm truly like content. I'm not confident or content with where I'm at, but when I get to the point where I can make money off of my music and just kind of travel the world and go about my life as freely as I want. Once I get to that point, um, that is something that is a very big why for me because I'm I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for everyone around me, everyone that I care about. Like yes, I'm some aspect I'm doing this for myself. But one of my biggest whys is just being able to um, put on the fam, especially now I'm an uncle now, so I have a niece. Um, shout out baby Willow. Whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm an uncle now and that's like become one of my biggest whys, um, just to like, I want to, not that I didn't want to take care of my family before, but like, I don't want my niece to ever have to struggle or go through any of the bullshit that I had too. that was like money related. Like it's a, it's, it's a problem, you know, it sucks that, you know, money isn't the root of all evil because it does bring a lot of beautiful things to your family. But, um, it's something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, and it's just, it's bullshit that, you know, you could have everything you need except for one thing you don't have, you know, you know, your money's just too tight for you to go out and fully live your life. So it restricts people. So I don't want those restrictions to be on my family. I would love to buy a house for my mom, you know, or pay off her house if she doesn't want to move out of state or like get her a condo or something, get her a fucking dream car. Hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Have my niece's college tuition paid for if that's a route she wants she wants to go for um just like take care of everyone like i have certain homies that like straight up they don't do shit for the rest of their life like i got you i hope that they help out on this journey in any way they can um if they're able to but there's a couple of people in my life that i know i'm gonna take care of no matter what they do for me or whether they help out if they just give me like positive words of encouragement or just like you know i have i have my fam i know i want to take care of and that's one of the biggest things that keeps me going is just when we can get to the point where we can just, hey, you, you want to go to a fucking, you know, you want to go to Bali, you want to go to, you know, you know, I wherever, think like Spain, you want to go to France, Paris, like wherever we want to go, let's just hop on the jet, let's fucking dip out for a week, 
cancel all my fucking plans and we'll pick up when we get back. And like, I think one of the powerful, powerful themes about your why that you just threw out there and I picked up on is when your why moves beyond yourself, you know, it's, it's his why is not just about him. It's about his family, his, his niece, his friends, his close loved ones. When your why spreads to, to them, it just, it's this whole perspective shift on like why you do, why you get out of bed. Like, it's not just when it because when it's just you and yourself, sometimes you if you don't have that high self love, you won't do it. Right. So it's nice to have these external motivators sometimes. You know, you need a balance of both external and internal. Right. But and I think that was a problem. I didn't love myself enough. So before all my ambitions were selfishly driven because I had to like fulfill myself. I wasn't content. So it's like I needed these accomplishments for myself to like, you know, these imaginary accomplishments. I wanted them so I could feel better about myself. But now that I've, like, became truly content with myself, it's like, yeah, cool. If I make a million dollars, that's fucking awesome. But, <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm putting my worth on that anymore. It's just like, yo, if I could just make a living off of music um, and help take care of my family, it doesn't have to be to the extent of, like, buying, you know, everyone closest to me a house. That would be fucking awesome if I can. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, as long as I could help, you know, take away, at least help my mom, you know, retire really early and, you know, um, a bunch of money in the bank for my niece and you know put me and the homies in a nice house and you know somewhere tropical like <laughs> yep you know where do you see yourself in 10 years cam um, just throw that shoot that one in the blank <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i like it just shotgun um there's a lot of places i could see myself in 10 years i don't know where because like uh, hopefully in 10 years i'm just gonna be anywhere i want to be what do you see yourself doing uh making music definitely still doing video work but probably not as seriously it'll probably hopefully in 10 years i'll be more into the creative direction side of things where it's like i've already put in my not in all my time but it's like i'd be at the point where hopefully i'm making enough off of my career that i don't need to do videos 24 7 to try and bring in income because that's basically what how what this video stuff is for right now it's my side hustle got it um so hopefully by then i'm my finances are so straight, I don't have to put that pressure on myself that I always have to be doing videos for other people. So then I could focus on doing videos for myself and the people I truly fuck with and just get super creative and just in depth with like the cinematics of it. And you know, I'm a firm believer. I like, I don't want to make music videos. I want to make movies. Like I want to make short films. I love that. That's why I went with Lone Wolf Cinematics um, for the direction. I don't even know if what it's going to be a LLC one day, but that's just like the name I, I would refer to myself as. My Check out his work. first video he did for Z my for Zach Slavin, the the artist we were talking about earlier on his YouTube channel. Um, we'll have the links dropped in here as well where you can check it out. Um, very just exceptional, exceptional work all around by both of them. I think Thanks. together those two, um, they, they can do some wonderful things. I think with just his art and then Cameron's ability to capture it in his eye um, and just his skills on the computer once he gets into that little into that little digital world it's yeah, it's beautiful it's <laughs> that little editor zone i know all about yeah. it i love it um i think that's really powerful um just random curious do you see yourself do you want a family when you're older like a big family um yeah i i was just talking about this the other other uh, day with my sister um being an uncle has definitely made me realize I want to be a dad. That like when I come home and I uh, I see Willow, she's at the point where she gets like super excited and she'll like 
she'll shake and like put out a little ah, and then she just like trembles with excitement. <laughs> that's like the coolest feeling ever, just having a little human so excited to see you. So that's crazy. Um, that's I definitely want to have a family, but right now I'm like very goal driven. I'm very like that's been one of my biggest barriers. Like I've never had a girlfriend, like anything serious. Like I got the closest I ever got to a girlfriend within like uh, the last six months. But even then, like, I got, like, maybe a month in, I was like, no, I can't do this. Like, it's taking away from my personal time too much. Like, and that's a hard, li- that's a hard liable. investment to make. I felt, like, liable for, like, someone else's feelings. So I felt like I, I had to, like, take away more time and, you know, like. You have to. Put them as a priority, and that's how it is. That's how it should be. That's how relationships, you know, successful ones go. But realistically, like, no girl's going to come before my music right now at this point in my life. Or just anything I have to do with my life. I'm just very goal-driven, and I'm, I want to get it. Uh, I want to I want to get to that point where I can be comfortable financially uh, so then I can be at the point where I can devote as much time as I want to being with my significant other and you know giving her every bit of me that I can. And I think that's a really powerful powerful thing to bring up especially in just our generation, our age demographic. You know a lot of us like relationships, just relationships in general, whether it's hookup culture, you're constantly going out fishing on the pond for, or just a long-term relationship that does take up so much of your time. And when you're really trying to, you know, if you're going to school and you're trying to do your side hustle, you're working full time and you got your side hustle going like a relationship will suck up majority of that will of that creative time, that free time, Unless, don't get me wrong, there is cases where you'll really mesh with somebody and maybe they're just as driven as you pursuing their dreams. So, like, you're crafting together. That's what I'm looking for. I'm being very picky right now. I'm not just going to let anybody into my little domain of space. I think that's the biggest problem, finding a woman. Like, I don't think I could have a woman that just, like, nothing, no offense to any ladies, but I need, like, a woman that just doesn't sit on her ass and, you know, look pretty all day. Like, like, if you come into our lives, ladies, you're going to be working with us. But it's going to be fun. I it's gonna a, be yeah. I need a woman that's down to grind. Like even if I don't know, like even if you don't want to do anything crazy with your life, then help. Like, like I need a girl that like help promote me. Like I need like if you're gonna be my girlfriend, like I, you need to be my number one fan, and you need to be fucking out there telling every person you need to <laughs> if you don't want to do anything else. Like if you don't have any of your own goals or ambitions, then you need to hop on board with mine and help you know go about my dreams as if they were your own. There's going to be no just pretty faces and free margaritas over in this this domain. I'll take a pretty mind over a pretty face any day. Like, obviously, looks are a thing uh, to an extent. Like, you know, I have my standards, but I I would rather settle for, uh, you know, a a better mind. And think about that, everyone. I know we're early in me. One of the biggest struggles, I've never had a relationship other than my fourth grade one and I struggle with it that because ain't a relationship. <laughs> that ain't even a relationship. No, That's I'm, like a I've cookie. I've had like relationships, but I haven't had anything serious. You no, just... nothing. And it's hard because I I know me like everyone I'm, I've grown up grown up around has had relationships. And yep. I've always been the one that's not in one. And yep. I've like felt like the outcast. I'm the weird ball, the goofball. And um, a I just realized I'm a lover. I'm I'm sensitive about who I give my love to. I see love as a precious. Love is a, love isn't just a thing. It's energy. So You're exchanging energy. when I do that little mingle with somebody, 
that little Pringle Mingle. I gotta, I gotta be mindful that of little it. Tango. That little tango. That little that dancing in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the that's my favorite dancing in the dark. Dance in the dark, baby. Not with no demons though. <laughs> no demons. Um, something I thought of that I thought would be kind of cool for us to hit on for a moment is who is like two or three of your biggest influence, like your biggest mentors that you like look up to, follow consistently. Musically or like spiritually life, because I feel like do one. Let's do one of each. Let's do one of each. I like that better. Uh, Musically, I don't even have to think about that. Three people. Number one is Caskey. He's a he's a rapper from Florida. He's the first white boy to get signed to Cash Money Records. So whoop whoop for that. Shout out for all the white boy rappers out there getting it. (laughs) Um, Show him some love, baby. Yeah, so Cassie's a big influence on me. He was the first person that um, helped me expand my mind and uh, opened up my third eye. He had like a song called Too Much Information, where he basically just put out too much information. It was just about the government, how the government's lying to us. The media is a bunch of bullshit, just feeding us lies, you know, just like life opening like eye opening shit like you got to think you got to think in the bigger picture like open up your perception and see the world for what it really is type shit and just kind of like just encourage expanding your mind and doing your own research um he talked about psychedelics a lot so um he started getting me into that little route of life i started experimenting with psychedelics and expanding my mind in that way um he encouraged me to read books just like in any any aspect like just appreciate life in all forms and just wanting to make you evolve and expand your consciousness wow um so that's a lot yeah he's literally <laughs> I've, I've met him multiple times and like every time i meet him like it's one of the did most you open for one of his sets yeah i've opened up for him three times my very first show was with some homies we opened up for him i couldn't even call that a show because i had like one verse but then i've opened up for him for myself twice um once in uh twice in toledo actually or once in cleveland and um once in toledo um and the one in toledo was really dope it was a smaller venue and there's like maybe 80 people there but when i went on um i had like all i had like 30 homies i came with so and they were all in the front and so just their energy rubbed off on everyone else and i had like the whole room just bouncing vibing (laughs) <laughs> and then I ended up smoking with Caskey backstage after that show because he's seen me so many times. Every time I come, he would like grab my arms and like look at my tattoos and shit and be like, oh, dude. That's like, how just, was like, that to finally be like I- I- interacting, experiencing, doing what you love with somebody who got you to do what you love? You know, like right. how was that feeling, that emotion for that to be alive and real? Um, it was a surreal because he was like, it wasn't even like meeting anyone special. Like the first time I met him was on his first tour and he came up to us and was like, yo, like, what'd you guys think of my show? This is my first tour. Like, what did, you know, what did you like? What didn't you like? And he truly wanted like perspective and like, you know, like feedback. And then the second time I saw him was after he got signed by Birdman. And it's like when he, he didn't, you know, he didn't make a mill, but you know, he had some diamonds around his neck and shit. He was tatted up. Like you could tell he had some money around him. Um, and then it went from, you know, asking for advice to like, you know, he knew what he, he was doing. He was like, a, you know, he was, he was confident. So then I went up to him and he remembered me. It was like the coolest thing. He's like, fuck yeah, I remember you. He's like, I was wearing a, I was wearing a hoodie that said dab life on it. And he's like, I remember you, you're fucking dab life hoodie. <laughs> like, uh, wearing some dumb shit. Impressions make it impressions. 
Um, but yeah, so he remembered me, and then every time after that, he saw me because I've seen him multiple. Every time he comes to Cleveland, I see him. So he remembers me, stays fresh in his memory. When I went to L.A., my first show I went to and only show was for um, a Halloween. It was a Halloween show. It was uh, Caskey and Monsign went on tour together. Wow. Um, so with that being said, my number two influence is Monsign. I'm rocking his hoodie right now. Mod son, my boys. How long have you been following him for? Um, I've been following Mod son since I was probably about 18. Um, I remember my buddy showed me a music video by him. Um, he's like a real crazy hippie, just out there, just super visual psychedelic kind of guy. And I was, um, I was tripping on NASA with my buddy, and he showed me one of his music videos, and it it blew my fucking mind, like melted my brain a little bit. <laughs> So then the next day I like looked up his music and you know it just it splurged off from there and you know now um he's one of my biggest influences musically and just like in, uh, intellectually he's very intelligent. Wow. Um, he's definitely influenced me a lot on helping me um realize like uh like he says this all the time like he pu- he says movie a lot. It's like his his little um phrase he'll put in his comments. Um, any story he puts up, he'll put like, um, you know, like, uh, it could be him chilling at the pool and it'll just say pool movie or, you know, like, you know, so he's kind of where you got that movie, movie. that movie idea from. And he says that because like, he's like, he lives his life as if there were someone watching him as if his life was a movie. Wow. Like the Truman show. Yeah. So he (laughs) wants to make his life so exciting that if it were a movie and someone was watching, they wouldn't want to shut it off. So, like, 24-7, he's just in that movie vibe. Like, I just got to make it every a- aspect of my life, like, an aesthetic, basically. I love that. Um, so, he's helped me a lot with that. And then just um, living in the, like, living in the present. I've read a couple of his books, and one of his books is called Happy to Be Here. Um, and that should really help me. I love my that. perspective on life. And, you know, it's cheesy as it is. It just helped me realize that life is a gift. It's a blessing. That's why they call it the present, you know? Right. And it's something we all struggle with because, you know, you um, you get so focused on the past and the future. Uh, like, Which like is one of your quotes you, you even put in your bio where the past is depression, the future is anxiety. and Right. And if you're content, you're living in the present. Yep, exactly. So exactly. I think that's one of the hardest things, like, me and I'm sure everyone else listening um, struggles with is you just get caught up in what you've been through and how it's affected you or you get caught up in you know what you need to do and where you want to get so you don't feel fulfilled but 100 percent just gotta live life in in the daily aspect in the present moment and just ground yourself to it and just take life as it comes to you day by day baby right. day by day and we're gonna take a quick pause here before we wrap this up um we're gonna take a quick pause we'll be we will be right back with you All righty, let's back to it real quick. So we were just talking about Modson a little bit. Um, who? <laughs> All right, so we were just, we're back. We were just talking about Modson a little bit right there. Um, who would be, who would be your third, your third person that you would have to say you reference if you had a third? Um, number three musically would be Felly. Felly. Felly's good. I, I like Felly. Yeah, I know you know who Felly is. Uh, 
That's my boy. Um, you got me on Felly. Yeah, dude, he has his own wave. It's unbelievable. Like, literally, uh, of course, the camera, camera's rolling. Is it going? Yeah, camera's okay. rolling. Camera's rolling. Yeah, I got this wave pad on my hand for his album, This Shit Comes in Waves. And also just because I fuck with, like, that motto is just, like, a life motto. Like, everything comes in waves. Good so true. Good bad. It's so true. You just got to ride them out and sort that shit out. Um, but Belly's, like, a real big influence on me musically because he started off making beats before he started making music. And he was just so fire making beats. Like, at, like, 15 years old on YouTube, he had, like, hundreds of thousands of followers, not followers, or viewers, just, like, wow. 100K views on a beat-making video as, like, a 15-year-old. So they're like, yo, try rapping. And sure enough, he started killing that. <laughs> now he's at the point where, like, he's learned guitar. I think he's learning drums a little bit. He's got piano down. He um, makes all his own beats. We're, you know, he's just now to the point where he's stopping this, but up until, like, his last two albums he was putting everything out on his own wow um mixing mastering all that just a madman so it's like he yeah just he inspired me to really like i used to watch his beat cook-up videos and he would just show you how he makes beats and it was just like so intriguing to me and i wanted that because i i taught myself to play drums when i was younger so i feel like i could sauce up some beats because it's just drumming with your fingers <laughs> i love that it's so, so true so yeah, so, so watching him grow as an artist musically, it just helped me realize that I need to like go down that avenue. Like I just Modson records himself as well. Cassie just now started to get into it. It's like all my favorite artists are just now or have been recording themselves and learning how to do their music on their own. So then no one limits your creativity. And that's it's, something I don't like. Yeah. Like I, I make music at night, so like I want to make music at four in the morning. I'm mean, like, who the fuck's gonna be up at four in the morning to record me? You know. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> you know, so, like, <laughs> I need to be able to do that shit myself. So just like when I have a vibe, when I, I can you need to be able to it rip in it. the moment, get in there, record the vocals live. Don't have to worry about writing shit anymore, and just like truly encapsulate on the vibe. Because it's such a creative process. Yeah, you can't try to like say, okay, on October twenty second, I'm gonna be creative from seven to two. Like, or you know, it's just so right. hard. You don't know, like like you said, when you have that urge or something to rip that out. Itch. It just comes when it comes and you gotta ride it out. You gotta rip it. Splurge it out. You gotta rip it. Oh, so so it's such a powerful thought right there. Creativity. You know, we're all creative. I personally believe we are all creative. It's just the creativity needs to be nurtured within us. And I, I read a study on it where there was you know, they interviewed all these like kindergartner first graders, and I know they're kindergartner first graders, but they asked them like how creative do you see yourself? And ninety percent of them, I believe it was, saw themselves as creative. But it was interesting because they interviewed him again at like might have been some point in high school and uh, only 30 percent of them saw themselves as creative, you know, so like that's crazy. See, like creativity is being sucked out of people. I just watched a video. I can't remember who the uh, I can't remember the speaker. It's going to piss me off. I don't want to look it up either. Um, but he basically said, like, oh, we're all creative. And he said, like, everyone has, like, creativity in them. You just need to bring it out in yourself. And he's like, yeah. he's like, I'm sick of saying everyone says, like, all right, so, like, I make music. So that means I'm a rapper. Like, no, he's like, you're just creative. And that's just where you, you know, produce it. That's where your creativity comes alive. Like, yeah. So, like, just because you do one thing doesn't mean you can't expand and move that uh, that creativity into a different avenue. You may not be able to do multiple things at once, but once you get one thing down and solidified, you, you put the groundwork and the foundation, then you expand. Um, mm. And that's one thing I've been trying to, like, um, help bring up to my, like, my homie that I make music with. 
um, Zach. I've been trying to get him into expanding. And he even told me the other day, like, I'm not trying to get into the routes that you are with, like, visuals, like, photo and video. He's like, but I know, like, I've been thinking about a lot. And I know I need to expand. So when we get this studio equipment, I think I should just stick to making, like, learning how to make beats and mix and master and all that. So, like, it's still cool, like, he knows he doesn't want to branch out of the music avenue, but he knows there's still more that he could be doing within that. Other creative within outlets. That, lane that has other creative outlets, because then when you, when you don't put all your eggs in one basket, it just provides so much more room for growth. And all those things that you start to do, those, say you have three or four creative outlets, they all feed one another. Right. You know, you get in a rut in one area. It's like, okay, let's go hop over to the editing for a little bit and just get a little different taste. And, right. Um, I, I know like, yeah yeah 100 percent um there was something i wanted to throw out there with creativity oh yeah with creativity a lot of the times too when we're starting this early journey or you're in that early journey of discovering yourself there's a lot of things you do already that you might not even realize that are very creative you know in our class we had a discussion the other day and this one kid like straight up he's like i'm not a creative person um, but he had to do a reflection anyways and he started going in on it and i was like I'm laughing. I'm like, this is creative as hell. He's talking about how he ranked like 30 different Halloween movies on like he created his own category of like spookiness, horror, whatever. And like he rated all these movies that he wants to like kind of go through this festive season. I'm like, and he like, I'm like, that's creative as shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't personally do that. That's Fuck just, no, you know, but time. like, but like that is something very creative. And why I just throw this out there is because like truly I believe that if we start to analyze ourselves a little bit and watch ourselves we do things that are very creative and you know maybe it takes talking to a friend ask your friend like hey do i do anything that you think is creative because to you it's everyday nature but to somebody else it's it could be something very valuable creativity. Or, the way you dress yeah. the fucking tattoos on your body like so true uh, facts just so the way you hold yourself everything in life's creative however you whatever direction you take your life in is a creative outlet because you're just projecting yourself into the world so true the way you breathe is creative the way you thought is creative yeah everything about about you is creative stop denying greatness and go after what accept it i know it can be scary to be to in to splurge in the creative fields but it's powerful it's only it keeps you alive being if i wasn't creative like i don't know how like like, i don't know how i would have made it this far like I've, I've been through the worst of like depression and you know like suicidal thoughts and shit like that and the creativity is what, what kept me going that was like my only outlet to make me like escape I don't know, like I don't know how people live normal lives and get through shit times <laughs> keep <laughs> your creativity alive it find just, a way to harness the little it kid alive in you you know it just it's it, the child inside yeah you got to keep it you got to keep it nurtured and well fed you can be 40 years old and have a child living inside of you it's it's perfectly fine yeah. i think it's one of the best ways to keep yourself mentally sane um, and just keep, keep you full of energy just have fun it's just right. the easiest way to have fun you can still be serious work in a business position dress up in a tie but be a goofball fun charismatic curious question queen of the west <laughs> i don't even know right. baby you can have some fun with it you can um and I, we're gonna we're gonna shift topics here start to dive into seeds some seeds and weeds you know Cam brought up this beautiful little analogy, like your mind's like a garden and your thoughts are like seeds. Um, Cam, what would you what would you like to kind of dive into that on? 
Um, real quick before we dive in that, we forgot to do my top three for um like life influencers. I'll oh yeah, that, I'll keep that. Real, oh my real gosh, short I forgot. Um, number one is Gary V. I forgot. Number two is Tom Bilyeu. Um, they both have podcasts. Gary V is the Gary V Show. Tom Bilyeu is Impact Theory. And number three would probably be Alan Watts. Alan Watts, everybody. Yeah, the He's man, a the man. myth, the legend. Alan Watts. Read a bunch of his books. He's super fucking intelligent. They're all life smart, life smart in their own ways. But then, like uh, Gary Vee's like does a lot of entrepreneur, entrepreneurial tips and advice that just even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're just going about like you want to monetize what you're doing with yourself creatively, he really helps on like gaining perspective on how to make get to that point. And just to, with Gary Vee, I'd like to add like a lot of the questions we talked about earlier at the beginning of this about dropping out of college, going and making those hard decisions and cutting out people in your life. He's just he'll give it to you straight. Yeah, he will like, no bullshit. You don't want to do college, you don't, and your parents don't like it. All right, cool. Fuck your parents. Like go like, tell your parents, move out on your own shit. Like oh, you can't move out then, and it's like, you know, like you know, work in your mom's basement and build build up from there. Like you don't have money to invest. Like go fucking Dollar Tree, spend five dollars on shit, sell it on eBay. He like, will make <laughs> you uncomfortable. Yeah, he will make you he'll uncomfortable. Make you feel like a loser, piece of shit, and then you're never doing enough. But it's like it's the best thing ever because it's. He so does it out of love authentic. too, and yeah, he does it out of love. Like I yeah, know we're saying no excuses like for that man. There's nothing you could tell him that will be a viable excuse of why you aren't doing. He'll be like. All right, so you don't have this. Well, here's a way where you can fix that. You know, it's just like he doesn't provide anyone to give an excuse for not working. Yeah. And it's um, the best thing ever. All three of the people he mentioned. I'm a big fan of Impact Theory as well. Um, I've been really kind of watching him grow with what he's been doing on there, and it's a real phenomenal. Brings on a lot of great people to interview. And then Alan Watts as well. He is just the way this man speaks i think will just make you laugh in and of itself because it's so beautiful educational inspiring and just to know that he was speaking this mad truth in his time um it's just wild because it's so just far he, he's so time. far ahead of his time mentally spiritually even to this day so is yeah like things he says way back then are still like people are trying to wrap their heads around now right. so um i'm, like, I'm glad uh, you revisited that point of those three the three uh personal um followers that you're right. role models of yours i had to shout out those three oh yeah v, that's fucking man i listened to three hours of his podcast on my way up here <laughs> so, like, i'm a firm firm follower in them gary will make you uncomfortable very uncomfortable yeah in the best way in the best way because you might not like him the first week or two but at about week three or whenever you'll reach a point where his shit will start clicking and you'll be doing something in your day-to-day -day and you're like Gary V's words will pop into your head and you'll be like, oh, this is what he was talking about. Yeah, it <laughs> resonates with me because he just like, he swears a lot. That's what I love about him. I mean, I love anyone who swears because it's just like I can understand the way they're talking better. It's just like a language for me. It's <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck what you say. Like, yeah, I swear around my kids. Like, who gives a fuck if they swear? They're just words. Like, and they're like, is my kid going to be a loser, lazy piece of shit? Fuck no. Like, you know? like He's like, my kid's not doing enough. I'm going to tell him, like, you know, like, honey, or dad, why isn't my YouTube channel getting enough followers? And it's like, honey, maybe you need to work on your content. Like, you know, like, I like, did see that one. Like, I saw that one. are going to hate me for this. And he's like, but low key is like, I don't want my kid to like, you know, your kids are supposed to do better than you. You know, they're supposed to surpass the generation before them. He's like, I don't want my kid to beat me. And I am, 
I am like, you know, I'm able to say that, and some people will, will hate me for it, but that's just the fact of the matter. He's like, I don't want anyone beating me. <laughs> that's a, he's like, I don't want to be at work, and I was like, I fuck with that. I love that. That is great. Gary V, check him out. He's a time. Yeah, He'll yeah. blow you away. He'll blow you away. Uh, we got about f- we got 15 minutes left here, and we got just a couple things we really want to shine some light on for all of you. Thank you for sticking in with us. I know we've been we've been diving deep this morning. Um, back to the seeds and weeds, to the thoughts, your mind is a garden and your thoughts are seeds and your thoughts are seeds. Yes. Would you believe? Um, (laughs) yeah, that's something very big that I feel like a lot of people fail and struggle with today is realizing that your mind is, uh, your subconscious is 90% of your mind, but it's the part that we don't know shit about. And it's a recorder. It's always on. It's a record. It's a DVR it's a computer program. that never runs out of battery or storage. Um, it's always recording everything you say, everything someone says to you, everything you hear on the TV, everything you listen to. Just every action about your life it, it is subconscious. is constantly absorbing it in like a fucking sponge. Um, and so with that being said, you need to always be reiterating positivity and good gratitude affirmations um just anything that just resonates positively with you you need to keep reiterating that into yourself um because your thoughts are seeds that will you know sprout beautiful flowers if you do so correctly and you got to water that shit every fucking day every day the fundamentals even on the worst days where you get up like everyone always starts the day or like this is something i hate to hear from people when i like it happens so much when i'm at any job i'm at even just speaking to random people in public. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm here. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> oh, so you're alive? Like, that's fucking cool. No, how the fuck are you doing? Like, how do you feel? Like, are you content with your life? Like, that's the shit that we need to, like, people need to, like, say more. You know, like, oh, I'm having a shitty day, but I'm alive, you know? Like, that just needs to be said more. Just more like, rich conversation. Yeah, like, engage, like, I don't know, just, like. Well, like, in those responses, honestly, like, what I've noticed from personal examples, those responses, they've become subconscious, habitual responses where, you know, somebody Same goes, shit, how's it going? Oh, it's good. Yeah. But what was a recent one I heard? It was like uh, same soup or – it was like I heard same, same soup reheated or something. I, I was like, I don't want life to be like same soup reheated. I heard that, same, <laughs> that same is shirt, awful. different dirt. I like that one. That, that one's pretty um, good. I like that. No, that's bullshit. Like, if that's how you view life, then yeah, like, no wonder your fucking life sucks. Because before you even out of bed, you tell yourself, like, oh, fuck, man, I got to go to work. Like, this shit's about to suck. Like, David Meltzer has a good trick like, for that. It's not, I, like, it's not it might have been I think it was David Meltzer I got it from, but it's not I have to do these things. It's I get to. Right. You get to go to work. You have a fucking job. Right. You ha- you get to go to class. You're in school. Yeah, you have the like, opportunity like, to make <laughs> money or expand your, expand Whatever your brain, it is. Like, whatever you do in your day, oh I have to go to the grocery store. Oh. Like and I'm right. guilty of this, but it's like we become very, I think, ungrateful sometimes. And right. it's like it's like, yo, you get you get to drive a car to the grocery store, pick out whatever you want to eat, really, and take it home and cook it. Like, Right, just be happy you're uh, able to fucking buy groceries yeah. and you have a car. Like, shit, I just got my license back for the first time in five years. Like, anytime I hear someone bitch about driving, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> you, you don't you know, take away your license for five years. You don't know until you it's taken like, away. So, yeah, um, like, just be like, I have a fucking shitty ass Saturn, and I'm fucking, I drive that thing like it's a goddamn Lambo. Like, I love that. <laughs> I car. love that. I love that. 
I love it. Um, it's my baby. And it's just like in within ourselves, we got to be careful of the thoughts that we that we plant because these little thoughts, like the difference between I have to and I get to, that is something that will play on your subconscious loop. Right. And we got to be mindful of it within ourselves. But just as you know, we mentioned, we each got our own garden. So when you go out in the world, you are no longer just responsible. I shouldn't say, I don't know if responsible is the best word, but you're no longer just interacting with your garden. Now, when I'm sitting here with Cam, me and him got our gardens next to each other. So when you interact with somebody, how are you watering their garden? How are you planting healthy seeds? You right. know, are you, or are you just going up to people, stealing their tomatoes and, and kicking out their carrots? You don't know. forget to get the weeds out too though that's the other important thing is like planting seeds is just as good but you need to be able to go through your life and analyze what is do what is uh, fueling your fire what is you know fanning it um and just go through and pull out all that negative shit that you don't need whether that's people phrases like you know if you drink too much fucking yeah. stop drinking you know if you, you don't want you don't like smoking cigarettes then stop smoking cigarettes you know like you you know you're always late to work then you know get up 15 minutes early or get yeah. up 30 minutes earlier like just whatever you can do to improve you got to fucking go through little and by that little shit out and just improve on a daily basis and the um, remainder of this podcast just quick cut in remainder of this podcast will be strictly audio uh, you could still continue to watch it on here but um Check it out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, discover yourself with Genuine Jeff. Look it up and keep rolling. But, um, yeah, with pulling the weeds out. Um, I didn't, Sorry, I cut you off there. No, you're <laughs> good. Pulling the weeds out I think is one of the most important things because, you know, what do you do every spring? At least I see my dad do every spring with his garden. He doesn't just go out there and start throwing seeds on the grass. Right. He rototills the shit out of it. He flips that dirt over and creates a healthy foundation. He makes sure there's no weeds. Right. You know, and then you plant your seeds. Right. You know, you can you can throw your seeds on that in the weeds in the grass and something might come up. But all those weeds will fucking they'll strangle you. Yeah, they'll strangle you and take you out. They'll strangle you. Um, and this isn't you know a garden. I think another cool point. I love that analogy you brought up. I think a cool part with it is that. It's not a one-time thing that you de-weed or start to build. You know, you got to pull weeds every single day, like Cam said. Like, yeah. every single day, how can you pull a weed out? Can you make yourself a little better, a little fast, a little stronger, a little smaller? <laughs> <laughs> Just got to have some fun with it. Right. Really do. Really do. And then also, with that being said, the best, one of the two best ways to do that is to, do that, um, to plant those seeds in the first and last hour of the day. That is when your brain is moving through um, theta state. There's theta state, so you're moving in and out of like the sleep dream state, and that is when your sub. Um, that's when your conscious shuts off and your subconscious can take over. It's the most susceptible so to reprogramming. All at those that time. seeds you've been planting all day have been stored in your subconscious, but when you're most, uh, they're most accessible is during the first and last hour of the day because your brain is like still waking up and learning to operate so it's like it's not it's not weak but you can catch it off guard and you can have more control over where you want to take the direction of your thoughts and you know just your overall perspective on life because if you think about it back to what you said about it being like a track on a loop you know it's the good old example i always use with my students of how your subconscious works like when you wake up in the morning this first power hour you know, if I stub my toe or something bad happens in that first hour of my day, I will catch myself throughout the day when somebody goes, how's your day? I'll be like, oh, it's good. But I'll reference back to whatever bad happened that morning. Right. It's just on loop. But if I spend that hour, that power hour to 
do affirmations, meditate, really set an intention of I'm going to be the most energized, charismatic person in conversations today. Well, then that's what's now on loop in my brain. Right. Um, and the subconscious is wild because these are such little plays on words and little things we're talking about, but they ultimately drive your action. Yeah, fucking day. affirmations, people. Get with the movement. If you don't know what affirmations are, it's literally as simple as saying I am, then whatever. So if you want abundance in your life, you say I am abundance. I am a magnet for money. Like, Literally listen to, they have shit on YouTube all all day that you can find out. Just look up I am affirmations and for whatever. The key with the key with affirmations I've found is it's, you have these sayings, but we can't just let them be just sayings. Yeah, you these, gotta believe that shit. You've gotta believe it and then align your actions with this. Yeah, it's like visualization. That's the yeah. thing I believe in. Um, a lot of, you know, you could say some fucking spiritual hippie shit, but no, like, you want a fucking Lambo? Well, envision yourself in a you Lambo You can see it in your day. mind. You can hold it in your hand, yeah. baby. Yeah, Jim Carrey uh, talks about that, where he fucking wrote himself a check for a million dollars, or $10 million. $10 million. $10 million. dated it for a year later, and then basically, long story short, he got the Dumb and Dumber role for $10 Dumb million. Dumb and Dumber, Mask, and Ace Ventura. Yeah. He, he got, got all three in a package deal yeah, for 10 mil. Yeah, 10 mil, and he got it, like, where he was able to cash the check to himself. Like, uh, he got the news, like, a week before when... Check out like The Secret. Yeah. Watch the movie. I, I think it's on Netflix, I believe. It's called The Secret. I don't think the movie does the justice. You got to do more. You got to do a lot of research. Uh, I wouldn't just do one reference on this but topic. In touch with The Secret, the I like I believe in The Secret and um, visualization and all that shit like definitely works to an extent, but if you just um, tell yourself like all these things are going to come to you and the universe is going to present it and you think you don't have to do shit to get it you're that's it's where you've lost yourself you're yeah. wasting your time you're now in fan fan just fantasy land a little, right little you, need to, you need to <laughs> back up your intentions with your actions yes so. it's alignment it's yeah. alignment of all these things your thoughts your actions and your beliefs if you can create alignment between them God, the world will just open up yeah, like an oyster. Yeah, it's your playground at that point, and you can do whatever you want, and you're an immovable force. Like nothing will stop you. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a bitch to get there, but that's the that's the reason why life's so hard because it's all not the, meant to be easy. Yeah, it's not meant to be easy. If you want more, you're gonna have to go through more, and that's like one of the biggest realizations that I've had in my life. It's like, yo, if I want to be a millionaire, like you think this is gonna be fucking easy? You know, <laughs> like you're gonna get shit on a million times maybe to be to get to that. But once you get to that that breakthrough moment where you just hit that threshold then you never look back and everything you ever went through is worth it you're golden right. you're golden um we got a couple minutes so it's just one last thing i wanted to hit while we got cam here today um right. what is what is dun dun, one, one to two big things that you just really would want to share i like that i like that <laughs> drum roll two things I'd drum like roll to share. please two things that you'd really want to share with your audience um, just like inspiration, education, little little uh, word from the wise from yourself. Um, whatever you want to do, um, just fucking do it and go all in. Um, if you're not gonna do something with all every ounce of your energy, it's not worth doing. Um, because you're gonna have to give every ounce of yourself into whatever you want to do with your life to get there. Um, you can't do it half-assedly. Um, number two, let's see. All right, keep your fucking circle small. I know we already talked about this, but, like, keep your circle small and stay with people that motivate you and elevate you. Um, that's just something that I think is so, um, so true that, um, leads to the path of success. Um, 
We said your vibe attracts your tribe. So not only that, but if you have people in your tribe that don't fuck with your vibe or fit your vibe, cut them out. Like, I want to reiterate on that once. Like, I, I can't put enough pressure on that. Like, just fuck everybody, dude. If no one doesn't want, if people don't like you, then that's that's that. Like, you can, you know, if, they, if you don't like my, uh, what does it say? Um, if you don't want to, if you don't want to bring to my table, then fuck it. I'll eat alone. Like, I'd, I'd rather do that. Um, I like that. So have people that are bringing something to the table. I'm not saying everyone in your circle has to be doing something to help benefit your life, but like, if you know someone's gonna could be doing more that could be could be done very easily and they aren't, and like you just don't feel like the motiva- motivation or like you just don't feel like they truly have your back, then start calling them out. And have those honest conversations. Yeah, figure it out, and you know if they don't have your back, like it's better to have an awkward conversation and figure out you had a friend in your life that was kind of more of an acquaintance. You just put them on a higher pedestal than they really were. And you cut them off, and then you keep your circle small. And life you, goes on. Right. Life goes on. You meet more people. Just keep your circle small. Have a nice little family that you can build and grow with because working with random people is cool, but you can't always – like, no one's going to work harder for you than, like, people you've known since day one. And not everyone you're going to work with is going to be from your day one circle because you're going to meet and encounter new people. But if you start with that foundation – everyone you c- encounter and comes in will just like it'll just have like a family vibe to it and that's how it should be i love it that shit feel forced it should be genuine authentic people should just gravitate towards you naturally so if someone doesn't gravitate towards you don't trip about it like fuck it they're never meant <laughs> to be in your life i love that couldn't have said it better cam thank you um, of course it was a pleasure coming on we're we are on time i'm sad we me and cam we're, we're gonna be doing multiple let's yeah. just say we've we've got excited even talking before we started this one this morning we're gonna be we might make between us like a monthly thing or even we're gonna be doing this a lot more often essentially right. is what we'll we're get getting to the bottom of the details, <laughs> we got a lot more things topics we want to dive into but i'm i'm satisfied i'm happy with what we covered today um thank you for coming out yeah of course check man. Was a check pleasure. check them out check campaign out his music what he does, his creative endeavors with video link with him. If maybe you, you think there's a way that you can connect and, um, if you want photos, videos, whatever, whatever, whatever got, it is, reach can, out, can utilize my talents and hit me up. Let me know. Uh, my Instagram is underscore campaign underscore. Um, I have my music link in there in the bio so you can check that out. I only have two songs out right now, but and then even lone wolf cinematics. Um, Lone Wolf Cinematics is where I'll post on my photo and video content. I only have two songs out right now, but I have a lot coming for the next year. Um, I'm not one to disclose any of my plans, but I'm planning to drop. I want to put this out in the public just so I can hold myself to this. I want to drop a song every two weeks for 2020, so I'm holding off on music for majority of the rest of the year so I can stockpile up a shitload of content blast away next year. Blast away. Yeah, so I'm Hell ready. yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Um, we'll be shining some light on it the more podcasts that he comes on here but thank you again Cam uh, this is Discover Yourself with Genuine Jeff Podcast we're getting, we're getting deep diving into people's stories sharing about the journey of living out your dream how do you face some of those battles insecurities you know we're all on the journey we're just all walking slightly different paths but we can learn a lot from each other so thank you again Cam um, we'll be in touch uh, I'll I'll be letting you know uh, when Cam's coming back on the show so you can stay tuned, keep it on the radar. But thank you for tuning in. Um, We're excited. We're excited to be alive today, baby. Thank you. Have a beautiful day, everyone.